developing stories. Tough questions. Your voice making a difference. This is Breakfast with Bongani Bingwa. Seven minutes to seven. All roads lead to Moses Mabida. We've seen at least two election manifesto launches at uh, the in, at the famous stadium. The EFF did it first, and just this past weekend, the ANC were there. On the 10th of March, we can expect the Inkata Freedom Party to grace that stadium. Why is KZN going to be such a key battleground in this election? And uh, who are all the top contenders and why does it matter? Wayne Sussman is an election analyst and joins us now to help us wade through these tricky waters. Wayne, thank you for your time and welcome uh, to 702 Breakfast. All eyes on KZN. Why is this such a key battleground? Good morning, Bongani. So in the 2021 local government elections, we saw the ANC fall under 50%. Uh, you saw a re-emergence of the Encarta Freedom Party. And also just to remember that why this is so important is that it's over 20% of South Africa's voting population is in KwaZulu-Natal. So it is one-fifth of the entire population in that great province of KwaZulu-Natal. And then also recently the emergence of a party like MK, where in the first two by-elections they've contested They've really thrown the proverbial cat amongst the pigeons. Let's just talk about personality politics in KZN. Uh, the late Prince Mangosutu Wutelez, who was very much uh, the face of the IFP, in fact, remains so even uh, though he's no longer with us. Uh, Jacob Zuma did much to rest uh, the province away from the IFP when he was no longer in the mix, as you've just pointed out, ANC electoral support declined um neither of those two really are going to be obviously heading up their former parties is that a factor well well they are going to loom large as you said um prince margaret will still be on the posters uh he'll still uh, i'm sure at the at the main manifesto rally he might loom larger than their current leader velen corsini Chlabisa. and then jacob zuma as you, even he's not going to be on the ballot, he is the patron saint of MK. He is the uh, godfather of MK, and he'll be campaigning for them. If his heart is in it, if his energy is in it, uh, the MK might very well um, derive the benefits when it comes to election day. All right, talk to me about the EFF. Judas Malema's uh, Red Berets were also at Moses Mabida trying to, I suppose, uh, give a sense of... uh, national footprint for their party will they be a big player if one looks at the votes in 2019 remember the eff were the big winners in the 2019 elections they grew tremendously where did that growth come from mainly from kwazulu natal was a coastal breakthrough for the eff where did the eff's growth come from primarily in 2021 also kwazulu natal however why? So I think Julius Malema launched the campaign there because, one, as I said, it's 20% of the voting population. But to be honest, the EFF have been struggling in by-elections, particularly since 2022, where their support hasn't just been declining because Nutella has been collapsing. But Julius Malema and the EFF will be help, hoping for a Malema effect, that Julius Malema's brand 
is very strong. Just like Jacob Zuma's association with the MK brings a lot of votes to the MK, he's hoping that when he's top of the ticket, the EFF will derive the benefit there and they can do what again what they did in 2019. The challenge for the EFF, and by the way, the challenge for the IFP, is that Jacob Zuma isn't just taking away votes from the ANC, he's taking away votes from the EFF and the IFP because he can do radical economic transformation politics as well, or if not better than Julius Malema, and he can maybe do Zulu traditional politics better than the IFP, if not the same. Because, of course, the issue of ethnicity and campaigning around that has been a key strategy, I suppose, in KZN for quite some time. There is a conspiracy theory, Wayne, and I wonder if you subscribe to it, uh, that there might be some kind of deal struck at some point in the future where Jacob Zuma comes back to the ANC and says, well, look at what I've been able to garner with or via MKP. Let's work together. I get asked the question a lot, what happens if the ANC falls below 50% on a national level? The parties, if I was the ANC, I would go to last. Where if I had to uh, conjure up a coalition, would be the MK party and Ace Makhachulia's party. The ANC doesn't want to be seen as rewarding bad behavior to people who've left the party a few months ago. I've heard that conspiracy theory, Mungani, but I think uh, it is not good for the ANC in the short and medium term to be seen to be rescued by parties which uh, kicked dust in its eyes a few months before that. One way, of course, to test what a number of polls have been telling us around the decline elect- in electoral support is to look at these key provinces, Gauteng and KZN, essentially, what, about 45% of the electoral map. And in both those instances, in both those provinces, the ANC isn't guaranteed an outright win. That is correct. Certainly in Gauteng, where their support fell well below 40% in 2021, the real, the ANC have uh, significant challenges there. Uh, yeah, because we're both in Gauteng. What will be key is, again, I spoke about the Malema effect earlier. Are we going to see a Panyaza Lesufi effect? This man has rolled up his sleeves and will do everything he can to make sure that he gets another five terms uh, as, Gaut, um, as five the Gauteng years. Premier. Five years. Yeah. Sorry, five five years, not five terms. Okay. <laughs> Wow, uh, the rand just dropped if they listen to it. Uh, Five years, um, and he's going to be dedicated. But the ANC has, at by-election results uh, since 2021 show this, the ANC have a lot of work to do in Gauteng. You've seen in voters in Soweto um, turn away from it in by-elections. They're still holding wards in Soweto, but their support has been significantly reduced. It's going to be fascinating, this election, perhaps more pivotal than any we have had since 1994. Wayne Sussman is an election analyst. Do you believe all the promises you've been hearing from the various parties? Have you had a look at any of the manifestos? And what kind of, shall we say, scenario would you like to see come June 2024?